G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. I think you'll agree that there are some stunning initiatives helping Christians become confident and effective sharing their faith. Well, our special guests today are thinking big. They know we live in a postmodern, millennial, non-churched Western culture, but they want to see a Jesus-centered community within reach of every person. And they can have a vision like that because they're a part of what's considered the biggest mission movement in the world, Power to Change, formerly known as Campus Crusade for Christ. Every single Christian has opportunities to get onto a pathway helping people live, lead and multiply like Jesus. Well, we're talking about what is simply called the My Friends Initiative today and two special guests to introduce us to, Ian Finnan, who's joining us from Sydney. Hi, Ian. Welcome. G'day. It's good to be here. And Anton Scott from Power to Change. He's in the studio with me. Anton, a special welcome along to you. Good morning. Thanks for having us. Okay. So let me start with you, Ian. Um, discovering God with your friends. Now, there's something that some will say, oh, this sounds a little bit too simplistic, but there's something profound about this. Uh, Give us an insight into what's behind this whole initiative you've got with your My Friends initiative. Yeah, well, My Friends started in Switzerland a number of years ago now as an initiative to help uh, millennials and young people, youth and young adults, develop a lifestyle that connects their friends to Jesus. And so we've adopted the same strategy in Australia to help equip young people here and, in fact, people from all ages to develop a lifestyle over time that uh, gives them an opportunity to connect people in their social circles to Jesus and to develop a lifestyle that will be lifelong. And just to give them simple skills that they can use throughout their life to create small groups uh, with people who don't know about Jesus to discover his story together. In some sense, Ian, it sounds a little bit like a back to basics, but sometimes we need to come back to basics to actually get the profound effect of what happens when you've got friends and you're a believer and you want to share your faith. Yeah, that's right. There's things that we're teaching people in My Friends, very simple skills, but we intentionally slow it all down to do it over time in community so that people have an opportunity to develop those skills, to have the confidence to try things anew, to make connections in their social circles, to pray into that, and then over several months to pray that they'll have opportunities to love, pray, and care for their friends, family, colleagues, people in all sorts of different social social circles, and that ultimately they would be able to form groups uh, that would, yeah, as I said before, discover God's story together. Anton, you're adapting what's been a successful program from Switzerland and bringing it to Australia. Did you have to sort of fine-tune it? And Is there something special about us Aussies that's a little bit different to the European context? How does the whole adapting from Switzerland work? Yeah, I think Ian could probably speak more to that. But um, we have, I think, 
adjusted and developed and enhanced the process over time through just uh, running the, the trainings and having great feedback to see what works in, in our context and with uh, Aussies here on the ground. So, you know, some things have been, uh, you know, added and some things have been taken away to just make it more relevant and, uh, and um, yeah, more... more uh, uh, you know, useful in our context, I'd say. Okay, so it was a working program in Switzerland. Uh, which one of you knows uh, just what sort of success they were having in Switzerland uh, around this program? Is that uh, Ian? Yeah, well, originally in Switzerland, they were doing it more in a conference format where they would train lots of people in their youth ministry over there. And they were seeing a lot of success with people taking the initiative to share Jesus with their friends, help them to experience Jesus. I don't know the exact numbers, but in Australia, we've seen something like around 15 to 20% of people who have been through my friends have actually seen somebody in their relationship network start a relationship with Jesus, which is really phenomenal. And so they're the sort of things that we've been seeing in Australia. We've also been seeing uh, a lot of people who've been involved in my friends actually start a Bible discovery group with their friends. So that might be a small group of three, four, five, six people with people who may never walk into a church on a Sunday but are more than willing to perhaps catch up with somebody after work or at a cafe, in somebody's house, at uni, at school, wherever they might happen to be, and to just do a simple Bible study together and learn about God's story. Now, this is where it comes to take things a little bit deeper. And Anton, I bring you into this here. Uh, we might think, well, we make friends naturally. Uh, we align with people who like us, with people that we like. Why do we need to have some special training to actually make friends? Yeah, I think it's more about how do we intentionally um, live out the, the principles and the priorities of Jesus in our everyday life. You know, not all of our friends are going to walk into a church, you know. So it's taking the, the principles and the pri priorities of Jesus, you know, to, to, to love and pray and care for our friends in an intentional way, uh, to see them... Uh, understand who God is, understand that he loves them and he cares about them. You know, sometimes people struggle to share their faith with their friends. And so My Friends gives us simple tools, uh, simple tools to be able to do that effectively and, uh, and share it with our friends. And now, uh, Power to Change, uh, formerly Campus Crusade for Christ. Uh, Ian, you've got the potential around the world to road test a program like this. Has it been operating in other countries in a successful way that, you know, obviously, and adopting it now from Switzerland, uh, we're going to give this a try in our Australian context. Uh, you've got uh, ministries that are working on campuses all over the world, huge ministry operation that goes on with power to change. Uh, road testing, has it been working? Yeah, well, the Swiss were the trailblazers with this particular, I guess, methodology. And we're pretty much ahead of the curve now in Australia. We've been really refining this over the last five years and experimenting and developing and adapting it. And now there's some teams in the US that have started to use it. And there aren't actually that many places around the world that are using the My Friends particular strategy at the moment. But we've certainly adapted it for the Australian context and so I don't have any stories to share from many other places around the world at the moment but we are keen to share it around to other ministries that might be keen to give it a try. So the sort of person or church leader or small group leader that might see this as being valuable, uh, Anton, what sort of context is it going to work best in? 
Uh, I think it can work in any context. That's what I think so great about it is that these principles and these priorities are translatable into any context. I give you my. I was a, a pastor leading youth ministry and going into schools and things. And and when I discovered my friends, I I immediately adapted it into how I was leading people. And I just saw incredible change. People beginning to get a hold of these concepts of you know how do I love intentionally? How do I pray with and for people? You know. How how can I care for my friends? And just uh, hearing stories of them doing things they'd never done before after going through the My Friends process. So um, I love it. I've used it uh, in the gym. When I go to the gym, you know, I take these um, principles and, uh, you know, learning to, to love, pray, care, share, connect people. And, you know, over the last uh, year and a half using the My Friends process, I've seen um, at least six people come to faith and, uh, and uh, I'm going to be actually baptizing a couple in a few weeks. So it's been really helpful and effective for me, and I've been in ministry for a very long time. Um, so, yeah. It's interesting, isn't it? Uh, you know, the great command, love the Lord your God with all your heart and mind and all your soul. And the second command is like it, love your neighbor as yourself. And we'll often get a lot of focus on how we love the Lord our God. Mm. Uh, the second command that's like it, how you love your neighbor, that sounds to me like what you're trying to do with this uh, My Friends initiative. It actually fulfills a little bit of intentional training on actually how to love one another. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we uh, in one of the um, uh, subjects that we cover is care. And, you know, we, we brainstorm with people. What does it look like to actually care for your friends, for your neighbours? What are some practical things that you can do to, to show love and care to the people in your world, your friends, your family? You know, some people are, you know, scared to share their faith and they think it's got to be with a stranger, you know. But actually, we can start right where we're at with the people who are already in our world, showing them the love and the care of Jesus. Ian, what does it look like if people get a hold of this program? And uh, I think it's a, it's a nine-week uh, training uh, period, so it's like it could run during a school term in a small group or however that might work. But what does it look like when people get a hold of this? I mean, you know, your organisation, it's not denominational in that sense of, you know, locking a whole bunch of denominations out. Lots of people can actually make use of this, can't they? Absolutely, yeah. So we partner and work with many denominations and churches and um, non-church groups as well. And my friend's training traditionally, when we first started running in Australia, was done in more of a conference format where people would come along, do a day conference, go back, try some things, come back a month later, do another day conference over three or four uh, Saturdays. But right now, this term, we're experimenting with a new format. We're trying to, I guess, really increase the number of people that can participate, particularly in local churches and small groups. So what we've done is we've taken the material, we put it online, and it's at uh, movementbuilders.org.au. And at that website, people are going to be able to register for training. And we recommend that people do it in a group, so not just to uh, join a training group by yourself, but to actually bring some friends along. And the way that we've designed it now is so that, say, a local church leader, a pastor, or even just a small group leader could say, hey, guys, we're going to go through my friends training this term. So rather than doing an, uh, a devotional or maybe just picking a particular book of the Bible, uh, joining with some others and actually going through this lifestyle process together. And so what we do is we facilitate the training online in a Zoom, and then people have the opportunity to do also do some lifestyle practice in their own time between the weeks. So we've divided the training up into nine, one and a half hour sessions, which is just about the right size to fit into like a weekly Bible study group over a term. 
So you've got friends coming to do these studies together. Now, my uh, my anticipation would be that at the end of that, uh, your friends who've come to do this study with you are going to have an intensified friendship because they have something in common and because they've been learning about being a better friend. We sometimes think, don't we, Anton, that uh, there are some people who are particularly gifted to be able to notice when there's something wrong. Or, you know, it's like this pastoral care idea. Some people are great at it and others just don't even get it. Uh, they don't even notice that someone needs prayer, needs some special love, needs some special care. But this is the sort of thing that can transform someone who isn't that necessarily inclined uh, to actually learn how to love. Yeah, I think it helps people to begin to have an intentional focus on the relational streams where they find themselves so that they start to think uh, beyond just, uh, just uh, you know, casual friendship, but meaningful, intentional engagement with those people around them so that they can hear the good news of Jesus for sure. Well, I want to invite listeners to join into the conversation today and you might have your own perceptions on the value of friendship when it comes to sharing faith, the value of friendship when it comes to the camaraderie you might have together in a small group or in a local church context, when it comes to sharing faith and being a part of your community in a meaningful and intentional way. So I want to open our talkback line, 1-800-316-316. We're talking about a new initiative that's sort of an import from Switzerland and now, just at the start, putting it through its paces here in Australia. It's called the My Friends Initiative. The initiative comes from Power to Change. That's the part of the huge organisation, Campus Crusade for Christ around the world. And our two special guests, Ian Finnan and Anton Scott. Before we go another step further, let's take a call. Rohan is on the line from the Gold Coast in Queensland. Hi, Rohan. Welcome along. Hi, um, great initiative. Um, I actually, this is my first time hearing about it and, and I'm very, very uh, happy something like this is happening. Um, I had some few questions. I'm very keen to hear about this because, um, as you said, there's a new model you follow in Australia. Um, I'm assuming because Australia is more multicultural uh, comparatively to Switzerland, uh, would that cultural aspect, uh, like teaching about cultures and everything, would be would that be an extra addition to that, or what? What was the extra addition that was to the Australian model? Okay, let me go to Ian. Uh, Ian, thoughts here on multicultural Australia and the adaptability of the model. <laughs> um, yeah, great question, Rohan. Thanks for it. When we first started My Friends in Australia, we, we realized that we really wanted to focus it in on, I guess, what you call like the local Aussie context. Uh, Powder Change in Australia is already doing a number of things with international students and uh, people from multicultural uh, backgrounds. And so we initially really focused it on that kind of young youth, young adult Aussie context. However, uh, we are now partnering with some of our international student ministry in Australia to run My Friends. And so the, the principles are so simple and I guess universal that they can really be translated into basically any culture. We use the life of Jesus as our model. And so the idea of love 
praying and caring for people, I think, kind of transcends any particular one culture. Uh, methodologies might change, of course, and your particular context might change, but it's really all about relationships. And because we're encouraging people to reach people in their social networks, uh, whether that be their family, their friends, work colleagues, people at the gym, as Anton was sharing before, uh, it's really working through your existing relationships. And so basically the best people to reach people in a particular uh, cultural background would be followers of Jesus who live and are part of that cultural background, that, that, that community. So we want to equip people, no matter what community they're from, to love, pray, care and connect people to Jesus. Uh, Rohan, while I've got you on the line here, and uh, I just remember yep. because uh, you've called in a number of times, and I think it's an Indian uh, uh, heritage that you have, but you actually grew yep. up with missionary parents in Kenya. Is that have I got that right? Yeah, yes. <laughs> okay. Yes, that's right. All right. How's that for yeah. my memory coming back there? Hey, uh, <laughs> you know, when you talk about a, a multicultural context, do you see that there is a problem uh, with Australians and the way we might communicate and relate multiculturally? Um, yeah, I do feel, uh, from my personal experience, um, I've I've lived in. Uh, quite often uh, outback regions and more rural setup while doing some of my studies because I did um, my medical studies and then I was I had to do internship in um, around casino area, which is fairly rural. Um, I also had to, I wanted to connect to local churches there. Um, so I tried to connect to local churches and, and what I soon realized was uh, it, it, the the cultural aspect still is very scarce in those areas. They do not understand certain cultural values. So I do feel churches will benefit if uh, things like this can be implemented. That's from my personal experience. That's, that's what I've seen. So, uh, yeah, just to share that with you. Rohan, thank you so much for your input there. Uh, just to come to Anton here, uh, interestingly, in an urbanised setting, uh, there might be people who are much more concerned or are able to uh, relate multiculturally because it becomes part of day-to-day -day life when the, the workplace is made up with all sorts of different cultures. Uh, in the bush, not quite so. So uh, obviously adaptable wherever you're going to be listening in and being part of this program. Yeah, absolutely adaptable. And, and I think that's what is so great about it being really intentional about the life of Jesus, that if it's based on the life of Jesus, these principles and priorities, as Ian said, they, they are transferable. They transcend culture and, and place. And so it's really then the person who runs, who, who experiences the training takes on the principles and adapts them into their life so then it works in their culture and their context and with their friends. So I think I, I think it works everywhere and anywhere, and that's why it's, it's good stuff. Rohan, thank you so much for your call, and absolutely true. Jesus is the most multicultural. It's not that he adapts to the cultures, though. Mm. It's that we adapt to his culture. Mm. As I often say, believing on Jesus is not just believing that Jesus was, but believing what Jesus believed, mm. a very uh, thoughtful insight that I picked up a long time ago. Hey, let's talk about leading people to Jesus in the gym. Mm. <laughs> Anton, this is something you mentioned that you led a number of people to Christ mm. over just recent times. You're going to baptize some people just in the next little while. Sure. Uh, this is the sort of program, this is the sort of things that you've picked up from this sort of course that's been working for you. Yeah, absolutely. One, one of the... the I think key um, things that we explore in the My Friends uh, lifestyle is 
uh, intentional prayer. And so we, we do a daisy chain, which is essentially we uh, look to pray over the places where we find ourselves. So where are my social networks? Where do I spend lots of time? So I map out my social networks and I just happen to spend a bit of time in the gym. So I begin praying over the gym for opportunities in the gym. And then I meet people and I'm looking for people of peace, people that where God is already at work in their lives, where they're curious, where they're open. And I begin to have friendship with them and I begin to get their names. So then I'm not just playing, praying for the places where I am. I'm beginning to pray for the people in those places. And then I'm get, beginning to pray for opportunity, for God's peace to come. And it's through just that really simple uh, um, sort of way of intentionally praying over the gym, praying for the people specifically. And then I'm looking to share my story with them. I'm looking to hear their story. And when the opportunity comes, connect them to God's story. And so just a simple process like that. So I'm driving to the gym and I'm praying, God, give me opportunity today in the gym. you know. And then when I've got that person's name, I'm beginning to pray with them. Take them out for coffee, share my story, explore life together, you know. Ian, this is profound because oftentimes we'll think about how we train young people or one another or people in church life how to pray. Uh, Who talks about who you pray for? So here's a dimension that I'm picking up here, which is actually really important because sometimes people say, well, I don't know who I'm supposed to be praying for. You know, I pray for my family, you know, the closest people to me. Then I get stuck on who else I'm supposed to pray for. So, uh, Ian, this this takes people into a, a practical demonstration of how you actually connect with those people who are in your existing social network yeah and what we want to do in my friends is actually help people experience jesus and one of the distinctives of my friends is we're not necessarily wanting to jump straight into like a gospel presentation and go through you know the a whole kind of explanation of how somebody becomes a Christian. We want people to experience Jesus and then out of their curiosity from that experience to want to know more about who he is. And what we found is that through prayer, people can really experience Jesus. And while people may not be interested in going to a church or turning up to some sort of church event, what people often will share in the context of relationships is things that are going on in their lives. Mm -hmm. And so one way that we can respond as Christians is to offer to pray for people in Jesus's name and just to basically express our love to them, that we're caring for them and we want to ask God to help them. And for them to then, once they see something happen in response to that prayer, help them say, hey, remember we prayed about that. So for example, you might be talking to somebody at work or you might be talking to a family member And I might be saying something about, well, you know, my child's really having trouble sleeping at the moment. And you might say, oh, that sounds really, you know, difficult. I'm sorry to hear that. Um, Hey, you know, I'm a Christian. I follow Jesus. Would you mind if I prayed for you? And uh, and usually, like I'd say 95% of the time, people say, oh, yeah, that'd be great. Because who doesn't want help when they're in a difficult situation? And who doesn't want um, somebody to pray for them? So uh, we just say, you know, a very short 15-second prayer, you know, Hey, um, Lord Jesus, we just ask that you'd please help this person to um, get good sleep and that their child would sleep well. And we ask that they have a great week this week with their sleep. Amen. You know, really short, really simple. And that's something you can do whether you're at the gym, whether you're at work, whether you're at a family birthday party, whether you're at uni or wherever. And that's all we're training people how to do is just to help people to pray for people in really short but personal ways. And then uh, trusting that God, um, through the power of the Spirit, is going to work in those people's lives and respond to those prayers. And that, you know, a week later you catch up with that person, 
the mum who was having trouble sleeping and say, they say, oh, I had really good sleep this week. We'll say, oh, that's great. You know, I'm just really glad that we got to pray about that last week. And I'm so glad that you got to um, see that answered prayer. And then that plants the seed. It's like, oh, wow, maybe there is something more going on in this um, relationship with Jesus than I had thought about. And that raises the curiosity level and helps you to open up more conversations about who Jesus might be in the future. And then maybe even to share your personal story about why you follow Jesus. An amazing dimension around prayer. Uh, you know, maybe there's some who've never thought of it like that before. Uh, sometimes people think of prayer as being a labor of love. This is something I do dutifully. Perhaps I attend a prayer meeting or perhaps, uh, you know, someone's saying I should have a daily devotional and so I spend a few minutes in prayer. I get that over and done with. But when we're actually praying for naming the needs in our own social network, uh, we don't often think of that as a love for the people that are in our social uh, surrounds. But that actually is perhaps you can do a, a, a check on your own heart. Do I love my neighbor? Uh, if I'm praying for him, I probably am. Mm. If I'm not praying for my neighbours, uh, then I probably don't have the love that I ought to. And something happens in the heart, Anton, when yeah. you are praying for people. Love comes. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's one of the key things that we we begin with the, the premise of love, that God loves humanity, that he's already wor- at work in the world around us. And what we're trying to do is align our heart with his heart. And so when we align our heart with his heart, we begin to see people through a different lens. Well, we're talking about an initiative called My Friends, and it's new to Australia. They're adapting a program that's been working successfully in Switzerland, and your opportunity to link with and connect today with Power to Change. There is a a, a website, powertochange.org.au, and one where you can really connect very closely with the My Friends Initiative, movementbuilders.org.au. Our talkback line remains open, 1-800-316-316. Two guests with us, Ian Finnan and Anton Scott from Power to Change. Ian, let me come to you here for a moment. I mentioned there in that introduction We're living in a postmodern, millennial, non-churched, Western culture. Things are a little different. Some people are saying this is like post-Christian in a day that we're living in. Uh, What are your thoughts on the context for what this My Friends initiative sits? Yeah, well, initially when My Friends was developed, it was particularly targeted at kind of Gen Y, and uh, I guess that's the... The, the context that it was originally developed in, but we're actually transitioning into almost like a, a post-post-modern era, and it's kind of defined by tribalism in a way. People like to belong to different tribes, and and there's a lot of distinctives around that. And we actually had our leadership summit with Power to Change last week, and we talked a bit about this and just how we need to adapt to this new reality that we're in and how, as we're thinking about connecting people to Jesus, just, I guess, the, the, the ocean that we're all swimming in together What's the climate like in that? And what's the what's the context of that? And so, yeah, people want a sense of belonging and they do want to be part of a tribe. And I guess in a way, being part of uh, a Christian culture is being a little bit like being part of a tribe. And we want to help people to feel comfortable, uh, not just coming into our tribe, but our tribe going to their tribe and helping them to experience Jesus. So while most people may not be comfortable walking into a church on a weekend, and even turning up to a church event, uh, 
as followers of Jesus, we're interacting with all sorts of different people from all sorts of different tribes every day of the week. And so our goal with My Friends is to equip people to go to the places where other people are living their lives and to engage with them in a way which is going to help them experience Jesus and be more interested in learning about him. The My Friends initiative, Anton, might I assume then that it's not necessarily an outreach in itself? It's not something you want to invite your non-Christian friends to? Does that happen or is it mainly for just preparing the hearts and minds, the prayer, the care of that Christian believer, learning how to use their friendships in a really intentional way? Yeah, I'd say it's for people of faith that are on the journey and it really helps to uh, refine some of those, uh, those um, you know, uh, tools and uh, opportunities that we have in our everyday life to connect people to Jesus. At Surely, out of our, my friends, we're definitely then connecting with people who've never heard about Jesus before or haven't walked into a church, and we use some great tools to help us to do that. Ultimately, it's a discipleship tool, a yep. really, really powerful foundational discipleship tool. And hey, you've got some stories. Uh, there's one you mentioned during the news. Uh, you have a colleague who baptized a number of uh, new converts that came out of this sort of uh, My Friends initiative, uh, baptizing them in Port Phillip Bay in Melbourne. Yeah, I think Ian could probably tell that story really well. Ian. Yeah, well, it was kind of cool because one of my colleagues, Dave, and another one, Swan Lee, who were living down at Melbourne at the time, uh, ran a My Friends training course with a bunch of uni students down in that neck of the woods. And we just got to hear about some of the stories that came out of that was that one of the people who participated in that My Friends training group actually went full 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 at it <laughs> they uh they went and uh, shared jesus with a whole bunch of people and a number of them actually wanted to be baptized and so they actually got together at port phillip bay and uh partnered with a local church and went down there and um just baptized people in the water down there in the at, at the i think it was around rosebud so yeah that was kind of like a cool story that came out of one of the my friends trainings that we ran a couple of years ago and when you're talking about how the uh, you know how the process works and what the fruit of a my friends training does, uh, there's another story around. Uh, the baking of biscuits. Uh, who's got that one? <laughs> yeah, I can share that one too. Yeah, we ran uh, my friends' training online on Zoom uh, during COVID last year, and and we yeah had a couple in the group who were living in a townhouse block, and uh, as we were going through my friends, they realised actually you know what we want to love, pray, and care for people in our community. We want to we want to love, pray, and care for our neighbours, but we don't even know our neighbours. How are we going to engage with them? How are we going to get to know them? And so they had the idea of just baking some cookies and writing a little message on it and going around and knocking on all the doors and, and just saying, hey, you know, we're um, so-and-so. We live down the down the, in the other building there, number whatever it is. And we just wanted to say hi and just let you know that we exist and, and see if there's anything that we can, you know, help you with. And through that, they actually got to develop relationships with a number of people and, and including having opportunities to pray for people and to, yeah, engage with them on spiritual issues. Mm-hmm. So just by being intentional and being deliberate in some simple things, like literally just knocking on somebody's door and saying g'day, that can actually open up opportunities um, if you're tuned into what the Spirit might be leading to talk about Jesus and to help people experience Him. Mm-hmm. Interesting, isn't it, Anton, uh, that some people will say, I don't need to do a training course uh, to learn how to bake biscuits or cookies and distribute those around my neighbours to make friends. But this is the interesting dimension here, that the people that are in your street 
or in your apartment block, they are in fact living in a very disconnected world. Uh, this postmodern world, uh, as Ian mentioned, this tribalistic world where people are in their own little insular uh, bubble, uh, trying to break through that. Uh, actually, that's where the profound nature of doing some training comes in. Not that you're learning how to bake the biscuits. <laughs> no, because I can't cook. <laughs> it's, it's why are you baking the biscuits? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's And, you know, it's leaning into your own sort of um, personality and temperament and, and uh, giftings and abilities. But then we're putting around that uh, these these tools for for effective ways to share. So sharing your biscuits, building relationship with people. But then when people are interested spiritually, what do you do with them? You know, and so then we use things like Discovery Bible Method, you know, where we have a simple process of opening up, you know, the Bible and looking at the life of Jesus to explore uh, his story with people. So it's just, you know, putting those things in place in our life to help us live a little bit more intentionally. So my friends about breaking the ice, connecting with your neighbors who are likely isolated, may even be depressed, may be going through dreadful times, uh, cost of living rises, all sorts of things that are going on, actually knowing that they have a friend down the streets or in another apartment in the building, that's very powerful. And so we're taking this now to a next level. You just mentioned a Bible discovery. So you're training people how to lead people in conversation about getting into the Bible. Yeah, I can share a quick story about that. Taking the principles that we learned through my friends, praying over people and places. I was praying over a a boxing gym and um, I started to pray with the, the guy who owned it and said, why don't we see if people want to gather here and explore God's story after a few months of just praying for people in the gym and praying over the gym. And so he went around and he just started inviting people say, come along tonight. We're going to, we're going to just have a bit of uh, fellowship. And so the first night we did that, we saw 15 people in the boxing ring, set up some plastic chairs, (laughs) sit in a circle. And I brought a bunch of Bibles along. These people, had, most of them had never opened a Bible. I think there's five people that have been to a church before. Most of them have never opened a Bible. And we just used the discovery Bible method. Really simple, looking at a story of, of, of Jesus and uh, asking some qu- simple questions. What do we see about God or Jesus? What do we learn about him, his character, or his nature? You know, what do we learn about people? And is there something that we need to do out of this, you know? And I remember that first night, somebody who'd never been to a church before, never read a Bible before, saying, oh, I actually need to go and talk to my father about my relationship. At the end of just reading the scriptures for a short amount of time in a simple process, asking some key questions. And so simple, easy, anyone can do it. You don't have to be an expert. You don't have to be an expert. And I'm assuming that during the training, you're actually given some notes. Uh, some direction as to how to lead people in a Bible study group like that, a Bible discovery session, so that yep. uh, so it takes all the heat out of that too, because a lot of people are nervous about being, uh, you know, the one who's leading a group. But if you learn some simple skills, you can overcome those uh, those crises of confidence that we often have. Ian, this is an interesting one, isn't it? The crisis of confidence that we have with our faith. A uh, lot of things that are impacting people and making us. Uh, you know, not confident, but doing something like this gives you confidence. Yeah, and in fact, it's almost like riding a bike. Um, you know, when you first start doing it, you don't have much confidence, but after a while, it becomes second nature. And I found over the years, as I've developed, I guess, skills in talking to people about Jesus and even just facilitating a Bible discussion, is that the first time you do these things, it can feel really intimidating. 
But after you've done it a few times, it becomes second nature, and it's and it's not very difficult. It's just, I guess, getting over that initial speed hump to kind of give it a crack and have a go. I think we have a fear. If you've grown up in Christian culture like I have, uh, grown up in church, it's almost like, you know, the word evangelism or discipleship. It just kind of sounds like a big, scary thing sometimes. But if you've come from a non-church background, you've never been to a church for your life, and somebody just says, hey, do you want to look through these pages together from the Bible and talk about it? Um, from their perspective, it's not it's not evangelism. It's just having a conversation, and it's really simple. So, yeah, I think one of the things we're aiming to do in My Friends is to give people confidence, and we do that in community. Uh, one of the things that we do is we get everybody to form a WhatsApp group or a messenger group as they start the training with My Friends. And throughout the week, they might share prayer points or stories or questions through that group in community so that we can support and encourage each other as we do it. So, for example, you might be about to go and have coffee with somebody at your cafe and say, hey, group, you know, I'm about to go and meet with Sarah. Um, can you just pray that we'd have an opportunity to just pray with her or talk about that thing that came up last week or whatever? And in doing it in community with the encouragement and support, the actual methodologies that we're using, like doing a Bible discovery or praying for somebody or just even just love praying and caring for people in your neighborhood, those things aren't particularly difficult in and of themselves, but uh, when you actually do it in community, you have the accountability and the support structures in place to develop the lifestyle over time. So the actual methodologies and content you could easily cover in a one-day workshop. The reason we run My Friends over a term is because we want people to develop the lifestyle in a supportive community. So over that nine weeks, it's a lifestyle that's being developed in that time. It's a changing of habits, and that's why the nine weeks is necessary. Let me come to the to the real supercharge idea here, what really can take a hold and what we're talking about is individual people coming and being a part of a My Friends group, eventually uh, praying for their own friends, making that network connection, and then even having this sort of Bible discovery opportunity, which might be very, very simple to organize. But out of that comes the intentional nature of trying then to look to see those groups multiply. So we have five groups, uh, five people in a group, uh, Anton. Mm-hmm. Uh, out of that group, maybe two or three of those will actually get their own group. And out of that, they might get their own group. Before you know it, there are thousands of people impacted. Yeah, 100%. That's that multiplication factor. And, you know, that's that's the, the hope of my friends is that we can instill habits, lifestyle practices that lead people to have confidence, to be able to share with their friends. And then when they come into a group, they see these things modeled simply in a way that is doable for them. And it's not a, a big leap for them to go, oh, actually, my neighbor, I can go and share with them and can begin the journey with them and their friends. And so that that's really the power of, of my friends. And the beauty of this, Ian, is this can happen in your local church context, wherever you might be listening to our conversation today, whether you're in the big cities, in the regional areas, in the small remote country town uh, settings, this is something that can work wherever you are. That's right. And one of the great things about my friends training now and the post, or well, we're still in COVID, but the post COVID restriction world that we live in is that we're able to do this training online now and everybody knows how to do that. So we're not restricted geographically to just running my friends training in Sydney or the Gold Coast or whatever. 
we can actually run it with groups all over Australia. And in fact, we do have one last group. This is your last chance to start My Friends for this year. I think it starts tonight at 7.30, I think it is. So if you jump onto powderchange.org.au slash myfriends and hit the register button, and if you want to grab a couple of friends to experience My Friends for yourself, there is a group starting this evening that you can join. Uh, and yeah, as you were saying, uh, we are basically wanting to see multiplication happen. Part of the DNA of My Friends is that we would equip people to multiply their faith into the lives of others. And if you look at the life of Jesus, there were many occasions where people didn't even know who Jesus was, but they'd had an experience of him and their first reaction was to go and tell other people about it. You think about the woman at the well or the demoniac uh, on the other side of the of the on the other side of the, the Sea of Galilee. They they had this experience of Jesus. They didn't really know exactly who he was, but they said, I need to go and tell people about this. And so it's it's that initial reaction. And as people experience Jesus, even before they've made an intellectual decision to say, I'm a Christian or I want to follow Jesus, they can already be multiplying the message into the, their social networks because they're having an experience of Jesus that they want to share with others. If you have a positive experience, the first thing you want to do is share it with somebody. And we're praying that many people have a positive experience of Jesus they want to share and then multiply that into the lives of others. And Anton, you mentioned uh, that you've got a background in pastoring and there'll be an awful lot of churches, uh, people who are part of those churches listening to us today and uh, they know that their church doesn't have an outreach uh, program that's functional at the moment. It's not necessarily something that some churches actually have even at the forefront of their thinking is uh, an intentional discipleship program. This is something that you can really grab a hold of and make it your own. Mm, absolutely. Yeah, I would encourage them if they don't have intentional disciple-making pathways as a part of their practice, this is something that you can simply send people to online so that they can be equipped to do this in their context as well. And I found it super effective, super helpful. And if you don't have the strength to be able to do that in in, in your context, then why not lean into uh, Power to Change, who have already got this up and running, and make it a part of your um, your your practices annually. And Ian, coming back to our Australian context for a few moments, uh, you know, we are a very secularised nation these days. The sorts of figures that come through in the ABS census, I mean, not as many people are identifying with being Christian. But I keep hearing from people everywhere, it doesn't mean that Aussies are not spiritual. And the sort of confidence that you need to be able to break through when people are non-churched, but they are seeking spiritual things, this creates an opportunity, doesn't it? Some people are spooked by the lower numbers, but this actually creates opportunity to be intentional. Yeah, I think that there's a desire that people have in their hearts to want something more. They're looking for that meaning. They're looking for that purpose. They're looking for that belonging. And it's not going to be filled by the things that the, our culture says it's going to be filled by. We know that Jesus is the answer. We know that he is the one who can fill that void in our heart. And we know that people need him to be uh, restored into right relationship with God. So what we're doing, uh, I guess, in my friends, is just helping people to make those connections with people in their current relationship circles and to be Jesus in those communities. So, yeah, some people are going to be non-responsive and non-interested and, and not interested to engage any further in a conversation, but a lot of people will be. My wife was sitting um, at the park recently just uh, you know, with our daughters and another parent sat down next to her and and she's gone to a general conversation, never met her before. And it's the the lady said to my wife, are you a Christian? 
And and my wife said, yeah, I am. And how do you know? And it's just like, oh, it's just the way you talk, just the way you were talking. I've got all these questions about about the Christian faith, but I just hadn't, you know, had anybody to talk to. And so anyway, this con- this conversation continued, the relationships continue, there's been further chats, and people are thirsty to know more about Jesus. But if they haven't grown up in a church culture, they don't know who he is, uh, they don't know anybody to talk to about him, you might be that person that they can talk to and get those answers. And so being that Christian who has that level of confidence, someone who's been through some really formal or informal training to get to a point where you know what you're about as a Christian believer and you're happy to be able to share those things when the context is right. Someone might notice that you are different and looking for an opportunity to have their questions answered and you can do that. So powertochange.org.au is the website for the uh, for this program we're talking about, my friends. Now, I think you mentioned Anton. It starts tonight. This is this is the next next one. Is it the last one for the year? You might have to actually get a few more set up, gentlemen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, we're we're really keen. Let us know through the okay. website if you'd like to know more information. And right. yeah, tonight's the last one for this term. Uh, for this term. Okay, so powertochange.org.au, and you'll find a link there for church movements my friends and to connect with that wherever you might be listening right around australia uh, if you're an individual in a in an isolated community just as welcome as someone who's going to grab a group of friends and actually participate in this everybody's welcome uh is there a charge for being involved in this uh ian is there a cost uh, let uh, listeners know right now uh, yeah, well, you'd be pleased to know that we used to charge $100 to participate in My Friends training, but these days it's only $20. So for 20 bucks, you can sign up and join a group. Okay, so it is a $20 charge, but it used to be 100 So you might want to take <laughs> advantage of the opportunity to do this program. It's called the My Friends Program. It's an initiative from Power to Change. Ian Finnan in Sydney and Anton Scott in the studio with me. I want to thank you so much for taking some time to share your hearts with us and uh, all the best with the the program as it gets underway again tonight. Last one for the term. Uh, Let's hope there's lots of listeners who are enthusiastic about getting involved. Ian, thanks for joining us. Thank you. And Anton, thank you. Thanks for having us. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.